0: This episode of the A List podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag and indeed.com. Welcome to a- another episode of the A List podcast. I'm Kwani Lunas, joined by Ashra Blakely, Gary Washburn. Just hours before the Celtics face the Nets, but let's take it back a notch. First of all, how are you two doing? Wonderful,
1: Quani. I'm wonderful. It's a beautiful day. Celtics are doing well. Michael B. Jordan got a star on the Walk of Fame. It's That's a good true. day. Shout out to Michael B. Jordan. Gary, how you feeling? That's right, Quani. You better give him a shout out.
2: Quani, <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm not going to the soliloquies like Sharad just did. It's a beautiful know. day. But I'm very good. Thank you, Kwani, for asking.
0: He loves a good a quick, but oh. let's talk about the Celtics and their biggest, I think, Eastern Conference. I, w- I think everyone can agree. Eastern Conference opponent right now is the Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks are riding 16 straight wins right now. Celtics are only trailing by half a game. But who do you think right now in the East needs home court more, Milwaukee or Boston?
1: Boston. I, I think I think Boston needs it more because Boston is trying to go where Milwaukee has already been. And Milwaukee knows what it's like to make this long journey and ultimately be the last thing standing. And they've done it by winning on the road, winning at home. They've they've been where Boston is trying to get to. They've already mastered the blueprint, if you will. And to me, home court advantage, it just gives you one little extra something something that you might need to lean on in case things don't go the way you want them to or expect them to in a playoff series. So I think the Celtics absolutely needed more, uh, if for no other reason, just to know that it's there. That if they drop a game, uh, you know, they have the ability to have that last game if they handle their business in their building.
2: Yeah, I'd say it was the Celtics. Also, um, like Sherrod said, they, the Bucks have won a championship. Remember, too, in that championship of twenty-one, they won two games in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So they have won tough, difficult road games. They have snatched the hearts of other teams on the road um you know during the the last few years so they're a more experienced club and you know i just think the 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 bucks are a team that that has no fears um i think the celtics you'd love to have game one at home and you'd love to have the, the last game at home so uh i think that's important to them and you know milwaukee i don't think anybody saw them winning 16 in a row um and we'll, and we'll see how long the streak lasts because it's, it's I mean, they have just basically caught and passed the Celtics, not only a half a game, but, uh, you know, the Celtics need to put an emphasis on trying to finish out and get the number one seat.
0: Right, especially especially because the Celtics were at the top for so long. Now I think Milwaukee is waking up and saying, hey, we're still here. Giannis has been saying for the past few years, put some respect on my name and this team that I decided to stay with. But right now, what do you think the Celtics need to do to not even at this point? It's not even about getting past them in the regular season because they're already in the playoffs. But what do you think they need to do to make sure they are prepared for a potential matchup like one versus Milwaukee? Right, Gary.
2: Oh, one, stay healthy Two, just prepare for that matchup, you know, like get your get all the lineups ready, figure out who you're going to play. Um, get your rotations, your minutes, get everything straight and organized so you're not trying to figure out in the playoffs. But, um, you know, I think they're so used to familiar with Milwaukee. I don't think this has fair Milwaukee either. Um, you know, and they almost beat Milwaukee with, with with their B team a couple of weeks ago. They literally probably should have won the game. If Derek White hits that open three in overtime, it's a win. Uh, so it was a shot or two from from taking that game. Um, and into that winning streak, I think it was back then, it was like 11 or something like that. Now it's actually the 16. But um, I think that they just need to get everything tight to like keep everybody healthy, make sure the rotations, make sure the starting five that, that currently, they haven't played all that many minutes together, get more minutes in, in time together. And just fine tune things up while at the same st- time still trying to win and get the number one seed.
1: Yeah. I think the one thing I I think they they need to do more of, and I think they're trending in that direction since the All-Star break, is get a better handle on what what Missoula ball looks like. Uh, Joe Missoula, as we get closer to the playoffs, you're just getting a better sense of what he wants to do in terms of X's and O's, in terms of play calling, in terms of rotation. And I think that's so important because when you get to the playoffs, the deeper you go, I think the more value your head coach and his decision-making becomes to the outcome. And Joe Mazzula, I think, is definitely growing. Uh, We don't talk nearly as much about the timeout situation with him anymore because he's doing a better job of making the adjustments of when to call timeouts, when not to call timeouts, when to let his guys kind of roll through, uh, you know, stretches where they're playing not so great and when to just shut it down and, and make some adjustments. He's becoming a better coach on the fly with a team that has a chance to win a title. And I think the continued growth and evolution of him, is going to be a major, major factor for the Celtics. The closer they get to winning Banner Eighteen,
0: and Charlie bring up a really good point, Gary. I'd love to hear what you think. Joe has grown over the last few since he's honestly just been named head coach of this team. What has he improved on the most?
2: Yeah, I do think he's gotten a better sense of not trying to prove that his, like like the timeout thing. I think he's gotten better. And uh, what game was that? The Sixer game. He used all of his timeouts. Like I know that was crazy. They finished the game with no timeouts left. So, um, you know, he's he's trying to, I think, figure that out and understand that, you know, you can try to let your team play out of the runs, but it's better just to stop, take a deep breath, maybe make a lineup switch, um, as opposed to allowing a ten nothing run turn into a twenty nothing run. So, I think he's kind of more aware of that, um, and 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 sometimes that's what the team needs, you know, just just a break. Um, you know, I, I think that he's, he's, he's just, he's not, you know, the, with the ego thing, like, you know, he didn't play Grant against Cleveland. He said it was because of matchups. He played Michael Scott. Like he's not sparing any egos. I don't know how that will translate. I'm sure guys want to, I mean, everybody wants to play. Everybody wants to play 40 minutes a game. Everyone wants to be in the game. Nobody wants to get a DNP, but I think, you know, Joe's like, listen, I'm going to do what it takes for us to win. If, Grant is undersized against Mobley and Allen. I'm not playing Grant. I'm going to stretch it for and play Muscala. If Muscala isn't fit, I'll play Blake Griffin. Like, I I get that. And I just think that's what coaches have to do. Everything ain't nice in the NBA, and you can't, you know, pat everybody on the back and and tell them to do well. Like, what you need to do is you need to play the best lineup to maximize your chances to win. If that doesn't include certain guys certain nights, that's just the way it's going to be.
0: Hey everyone, this is Kwani Lunis from the A-List podcast. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Online with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to our website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the games start. So looking ahead to tonight's matchup, Friday night's matchup, against the New Look Nets because... When I say new look, I don't I can't even tell you who I, is the star on this team. Would we say it's been Let's start with that. Who do you two think the star is? Cuz I, I I'm not They don't Spencer have one. <laughs> They don't have one. They don't okay. have one. We're on the same page.
1: Spencer's a good player and they're underrated that's, though. Yeah, but the thing about this 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 Brooklyn Nets team now is they have a number of nice solid role positional type players who again if you're putting together a championship caliber team these are the guys that are surrounding your core group yeah yeah, and and that's a problem if you're talking about winning a championship which Brooklyn obviously is not talking about now but the bigger I think issue for them is just getting to the damn playoffs I mean right now there's six in the east but there's six in sinking uh, they've lost eight of their last 10 games. They're like four games ahead of the 10th place team, which is the Washington Wizards. Uh, so they're trending in the wrong direction uh, to achieve anything even remotely close to their goals at the start of the season. And, uh, you know, they're going to play hard. They're, they're going to give good effort because that's that's how their coach is built. That's how this roster is now built. But if you're the Boston Celtics, this is a team that, yeah, they, they they're not going to just you know, lie down and play dead and, and let you stomp on them. But at the end of the day, you need to put them down and stomp on them because you're that much better than them. Uh, and, and that I think is what we'll see tonight. I think that it'll be a relatively close game early on, but the Celtics I think will gradually pull away win this thing by 15, 20 points.
0: As they should.
2: Yeah. Um, I think what they're doing is they're using uh, Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson as a one, two punch. And so, uh, Bridges' has been very good with Brooklyn. You know, he had a forty-five point game, I believe, um, last week. So, uh, I, if I'm the Celtics, got to watch out for Bridges. Bridges had a good game with Phoenix when they came in and beat the Celtics. He had twenty-five points um, last month. So, if I'm um, the Celtics, you know, you got to beware. You just, you know, there's not a lot of scattered reports in terms of like this individual team. I mean, this team collectively, not individuals. I was just scattering reports of all the players, but you know, I think. Jack Vaughn is working on the fly at this point with, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie, Cam Johnson, and Mikhail Bridges. Nick Claxton has had a good year. You know, Ben Simmons out the rotation. They're trying to figure out what to do with him. So, I mean, Cam Thomas, you know, who knows what he, he's going to do. He's had that real scoring binge, and then they've kind of taken him out of the uh, – he, he's kind of a member of the second unit. Now he's not really starting uh, any, anymore. You know, Seth Curry is still here, and so is Joe Harris. So you got Im- capable, solid NBA players. Okay, The Celtics have done worse. They have lost to worse teams. So they have to be very aware of this one tonight, not looking ahead to, to New York or the game at Cleveland, take care of business, make it easy on yourselves, not have to sweat it out and play Tatum and Brown 40 minutes, and then get ready for that game on Sunday against the Knicks.
0: This might be a too big of a big picture question, but do you think a NBA team needs a superstar to win a championship?
1: In this day and age, um, I would say, yeah, uh, because I just think that when you look at the overall talent in the NBA, there's such parity that when you have guys that are a clear notch above maybe two, three notches above the masses, That's the difference between your team winning a championship or not. I don't think you'll see the days of, you know, like when the Detroit Pistons won it in 2004, where they really didn't have a guy that you would say was in the NBA's top 25 at that point. I don't think you're going to see teams have the kind of success uh, that they had. Uh, I think there are teams that are going to be very good and be very challenging and be competitive. But at the end of the day, you're going to need a ultimate difference maker to get over the hump. You look at the teams that have won championships, Golden State, you look at, you know, uh, the Toronto Raptors with Kawhi Leonard, you know, a couple of years ago. You look at Milwaukee, with we'll Giannis. There's a clear pattern where the best player on the floor plays for the winning team and not the top three, three of the top four, not four of the top five. The best player typically wins a playoff series uh, or his team, I should say. And, and that to me is why if you're the Boston Celtics, you love your team now because you've got two guys who can literally be the best player on the floor any given night and more nice than not those two guys, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are two of the top three players every night. So uh, yeah, I absolutely believe you got to have a star at least one.
2: Yeah. I, I tend to agree with that. I also think if you have the right circumstances, like you point out the four Pistons where you have, everybody has a role, everybody plays that role. You get good years from guys coming off the bench that you could be a very good team. I mean, now, can Mikael Bridges be the best player in the championship team? No. But with Bridges, Cam Johnson, you know, Dinwiddie, Claxon at the rim, like you've got enough talent, Joe Harris and Seth Curry, like you've got enough talent to where they can win their share of games um, and be competitive. But, yeah, like I do think you need that superstar, you know, Durant, uh, you know, if somebody might include Kyrie Irving in that. You know, or when they try to get James Harden had that three big new big three in Brooklyn, like that didn't work out. But I do think you need star power in this league. This is a star driven league. Um, but with the right circumstances, I think you can have a team competitive without with a with kind of a not a mega star, but like a star, um, you know, kind of a star, you know, that type of thing. The guys might be on the verge of an all star team,
0: Am I star?
2: yeah, yeah, if you have guys who like can help him if you have like a guy who's kind of close to him do we have kind of a smaller one two punch like bridges is a guy who could make eventually all-star team um because of his he's a two-way player johnson's a good two-way player like if you could put those together and 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 you're just so deep you know what i'm saying it could mm-hmm. do it but mostly no you you, you that can't happen you, you need a superstar
0: Well, then our next ad is for Josiah, because I don't know exactly what was his thought process when he unloaded KD and Kyrie. But the thing about running our own business is that every single hire counts, and no hiring partner understands that like Indeed. Indeed is a hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do that with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like their Indeed instant match assessments and virtual interviews. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data actually shows that over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. The, one of their biggest tools that we talk about often on this podcast is that instant match tool. You can invite candidates to apply through that instant match, and they're three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in their search. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a job, you'll get a short list of, again, quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. If all of this sounds good to you and your small business, then Indeed knows that when you're doing everything for your company, you can't afford to overspend on hiring. So visit Indeed.com slash A-List to start hiring right now. Once again, that's Indeed.com slash A-List. Indeed.com slash a terms and conditions apply. Need to hire, you need Indeed. All right, let's quickly go around the NBA because as usual, our favorite soap opera, that is the National Basketball Association, had some drama over the past week. And one of the bigger stories is the fact that Ja Morant allegedly accused, uh, is accused of having a weapon on his body and I just re- react to the story. If you did not read about it, just I would, I would say just go search what John Morant did this week.
1: Yeah, John Morant did not. He had the best and worst of weeks. The good news is you got that deal with Powerade. You're the face <laughs> of the drink. The
0: bad the young, news the young is, NBA star.
1: Yeah, the bad news is you might be catching a case. Same week. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad that is what we call bad for business uh, when you're having that kind of week. And, and, and again, John Morant, uh, incredibly talented player. Uh, certainly when you talk about future stars of the NBA, he is one of those names, one of those players who immediately enters that conversation. And this is the kind of this is the kind of thing that can absolutely derail any and all momentum that he has going forward. Uh, and if you're Memphis, your, your biggest concern is this becomes a distraction to your team, and it impacts what happens on the floor. Uh, but John Moran, hopefully, once all this is sorted out, he will learn uh, a lesson from this. And to me, the, the biggest lesson for him to learn is understand that when you become a big-time talent in a not-so-big-time market, you open yourself up to this kind of stuff. So you got to be smarter about who you associate with, who your your inner circle is, and most important, who you deal with. That's not in that inner circle. I mean, I don't know anything about the person that that he allegedly did whatever to. But I do know Security that.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: I do know that that person they ain't put no bread in his pocket. They're not going to help him become sure. a basketball better basketball player. They're not part of his inner circle, and they're not they're literally someone that he does not have to deal with. And when you're putting yourself in a position where you're bringing drama not only to your team but to your livelihood and mm-hmm. maybe most important to me to your bag. Because your bag might be a little bit lighter because of this. Uh you better believe that Powerade is watching closely to see how this plays out. Because they will absolutely pull a Lucy and Charlie Brown your ass and, and just you think you're about to kick, you about to kick, kick it with the family, get the big bag. Next thing you know, you're flat on your back with no money in your pocket. Job Ray, be, careful your analogy. be be careful. Be better, be more Don't careful. More bag. Job, um, what
0: what it yeah. um, yeah. Marshawn Lynch said, take care of your chicken. I mean, take, care your chicken, right chicken. Now. take
2: care of your chicken. Shout out
0: to Gary's fellow Cal Covey, Marshawn. Men- men-
2: my mentors. second
0: favorite Cal alum. <laughs>
2: yeah, he's a good take guy. Take care One of my favorites. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think I think got to understand that, you know, people are going to target him. but he But the whole, like, hanging around a bunch of dudes and, being, you know, like trying to be a tough guy, like hard. A, like, yeah. Yeah. Like you're an NBA player. Okay. Like, and I, and, and we've all covered and we all known dudes that have kind of blurred the lines between being a street dude and being an NBA player. And sometimes we've known examples of guys who, even though they make the NBA, even though they make lots of money, they're still street dudes. They still kind of associate and identify with being in the hood, doing hood things, being around hood, hood cats who, you know, might not have the best interest at heart that, that just, you know, wanna be, want some smoke, you know? And so Ja has to, to learn. Now there's, there's this, this, this example that we read in the Washington Post story. Also the situation with the Indiana Pacers where, you know, somebody was shining a light on one of the Pacers staff members because there was trash talk during the game. Like Ja's got to understand like, you know, you're young, you're rich. You're successful. People love you. You can watch yourself on TV dunking on people. It's great. You can't be intoxicated with the success, and you can't think you're invincible, right? You can't, you know, you can't be dabble in that. One, it's dangerous. Just ask Tupac, right? Tupac, and, and this is before you know, use a little baby, Kwani. <laughs> I
0: know about Tupac's story. No, I right. know. You know.
2: I know, you know. watch. I know you watch. I know you watch the movie. Right. Uh, <laughs> you watch the movie and all that but tupac was 24 25 years old and started to get involved in the street life these streets don't care about you right mm-hmm. like the, the streets don't care
0: mm-hmm.
2: um and we've and, seen that
0: time sign was nipsey hustle like yeah like the streets don't care pop like, smoke right somebody, They're a hater.
2: Will, somebody will do something to you and not worry about it you like you're exactly. saying like and take your life or try to take your life or somebody will match your smoke with more smoke. Like mm-hmm. you're an, you're a target naturally. And I think Ja has to understand like in, in Memphis is no joke of a city. Okay. Memphis mm-hmm. is not to be played with. Um, I don't care where you, you know, Memphis is a, Memphis is a tough city. Okay. Our family that lives in, I have family that lives in Memphis. Like Memphis is, it's got its good parts, but you know, you can't be doing too much. And I think this hopefully is a wake-up call. And it's not like, you know, jaw's dad's courtside every game. Like, it's not like Jha suffers from like, man, I don't have no parents. Or am like, yeah. your dad is sitting there courtside every game and shades, chilling. Your mom is like, you, you ain't coming from nothing. You know, just stop it with the like, you know, that's what disappoints me. It's like, you know, like the whole narrative of like, you know, I had it hard and like, People love to say that. And it ain't really about that life. They didn't, they weren't like that. It's okay. It's okay to say my parents are all both functional, successful. They raised yes, me. Well. No, I'm not straight. Like, I'm not straight. It's, it's okay to say that because, you know, instead of perpetrating. And I just think, you look at John, it's like, yeah, I'm sure John's a tough guy. I'm sure he's ready to drop, you know, throw down and, and fight when he needs to or whatever. But you surround yourself with a bunch of dudes that, like, don't have your best interests at heart. He has, a, he has a child like what are you doing fighting guys at pick up basketball games what are you doing what are you like some of that somebody needs and if it's his hopefully it's his father like ja you did not done too much chill you're killing your brand you're killing your reputation and you don't want something to happen you know and so I, I just think ja's got to step up and be a man like just because you just because you these guys look like men some, some of them aren't men yet some of them gotta grow up they gotta figure things out and quit trying to front i know you listen to all the music and everybody has haters everybody came from absolutely nothing and the projects like that's not true it's just ain't true you know i was like you know some of these kids folks it is okay to come from a two-parent home it's okay to come where your dad's in the in the picture that don't make you yeah. soft that's yeah. ridiculous that's ridiculous and it, and it and for some of us who grew up with single parent homes it makes me feel like 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 i would have loved to have grown up with a, with a two-parent home like you know what i'm saying quit perpetrating like you got it like you're not that guy jaw's dad was at the draft with him sitting courtside every game like where's the like like you're not straight up ghetto hood, you know, like, you know, like, stop that. I'm not saying he's not tough. I'm not saying he's soft, but quit trying to be, and that's an athlete, quit trying to be got people that you're not images and rappers and stuff that like talk about the life, but they're not living the life. Right. Like they're not, that's not their real life. They're talking about an image. And I think Josh trying to portray, like I'm tough. Okay. We get a job. You don't play that, but, you got to make better decisions. You're a multimillionaire. Like you got to act like that.
0: No, I love that you said that because let's be honest, the NFL and the NBA, whether they want to admit it or not, they definitely capitalize off of the single parent narrative. And there's nothing wrong with you being able to be successful from it, but it also shouldn't be the be all end all of you being able to make it to the league. or you having enough grit on your shoulder to be a successful athlete? Like, I love that you, you just, well said, like, I, I think that needs to be said more because the NFL draft is so good at, like, just bringing that tearjerker story. And it's like, all right, what about that middle class kid that just happens to be really good at football?
2: Yeah, it, be that are around. you yeah. might not be married to the mom, but there's dads that are around that exactly. are in the child's lives or whatever. Like we, we got to stop that. We got to stop these dudes from thinking I've got to identify with the streets and I have got to be run with a crew of dudes right. and killers in order for me to get my respect around here. Like, Ja, you get respect. You you know anybody trying to disrespect? And if they are, the oh. clowns. Just you know, you want to do that? Pull out your paycheck stub. See what happens. Like, right, they ain't gonna say know, nothing. With, like, like Ice Cube said, let's take Big Bank, take Little Bank. You know, I mean, if you if if you know do that. And then I said, Sherrod's been there. He's seen dudes, uh, people get heckled by the fans. Oh, okay, well, I made eight, uh, 18 million this year. How much you made? Okay, That's I'm gonna right. be right back at the court and ball and you sit with, you know. So I just think there's different ways to do it. And I think Ja, and, you know, hopefully for him and other young NBA players have to learn that this is not, um, this is is not this is not the way.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Any words on that? Tron?
1: Nah, G-Money sucked all the air and oxygen he out of that a- one. No, did a damn good a- job
0: perfectly.
1: at it. Uh, but, the, but the bottom line in, in all of this is that you need to be an absolute assassin on the basketball court, period. You do that, all the respect and props are going to come your way. Look at Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant wasn't a thug. He wasn't a hood rat. But guess what? He would bust your ass when he got between the lines. And you respected him for that. And John, that's the thing that, to me, is so mind boggling. People respect his game because it's good. That's yeah. it, it, that's where your that's where your street career comes from. Not what you do industries, but what you do in that damn basketball court. Uh, he has to embrace the fact that he's a basketball player who's fen- extremely talented, and stay in your lane. while you doing? You don't need to be a thug to have thugs like you. You don't. Kobe Bryant had a great career. You can go down the line: Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, the greats don't have to be part of that life to get respect from those who are living that life um and and ja i I hope this is a lesson for him that yo i just got to be smarter going forward about some of the decisions i make and some of the people that i i I have in my inner circle because i he needs to he needs to start thinking more like a business and not just some not just a basketball player because he is a business you are a man i see the
0: bars JB. i'm a businessman
1: exactly (laughs) We got Jay-Z quotes up here. We got Ice Cube. Look at
0: yeah. this. He, he just needs to find a mentor somewhere, and he, I think he'll be good. But until next week, this has been the A-List Podcast. On that episode, we'll talk a little bit more about the Western Conference, LeBron James's injury, and what that means for the league overall. But for and Blakely and, Quani, um, and of, of course, Quani Lunas, Gary Washburn, this is the A-List Podcast. Thank you for listening.